You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Let's pray. Love that song, Lord. Love that song. We can see the love in your eyes, Lord. We can see the love in your eyes. We can see that you come to us right here in this room with compassion. You laid yourself down, Lord. Not your agenda, Lord, not the things, even your own personal hunger you laid aside, God, so that we would be filled up. It's my prayer this morning as I get the privilege to lead these people in continuing in worship through your word. Lord, that you take these broken pieces of our life, God, the parts that we don't have all figured out, and you'd let us lay those down in the same way, God, that we could meet real needs, and that through meeting real needs, God, that we would make a difference. It's in your name we pray this. Amen. I love this band. Gosh, you guys rock. Um, I might do that every week and just stand out. I got all teary-eyed. Good. Uh, My name's Ian Thompson. I'm the worship pastor here. I'm usually up here and then divert to Ryan, who's out, like he said, having a great time. Uh, So it's my privilege to get to read and God's word. Um, I'm going to do a lot on the front end before we even get in today. but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like good communicators do and just tell you everything I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you again, and I'm going to tell you what I told you, okay? So, yeah. so here we go. God wants you, every single person in this room, to make a difference. In order to do that, I'm going to argue that you need to meet real needs. In order to meet real needs, I'm going to give you the whole sermon right here, It's a little phrase that I have lived my life by and I've seen it change other people's lives. It's listen, obey, see God move. So one more time. Listen, obey, see God move. Will you say that with me? Listen, obey, see God move. Great job, Kim, man. As uh, we approach the scripture today, we're going to see how the disciples don't quite get that. Listen, obey, see God move. And I feel like we can all relate to it because they get stuck up on the practical and they get stuck up on their needs and they're listening probably to the enemy who's at war with what Jesus is trying to do. But instead, when they do listen to Jesus, he allows them to partner in one of the greatest miracles that's recorded in all the Gospels. In fact, every Gospel writer, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, all share this passage right here. So if you would, would you stand for the reading of God's Word? We just do this because it helps remind us. It's a physical act that we're paying respect to the Lord and His Word. Matthew chapter 14, verses, uh, let's just kick it off at 15, and then uh, we'll read and I'll I'll do my best to teach. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him, probably tired, probably hangry, and said, Jesus, 
we're in the middle of nowhere. This is a desolate place, and the day is over. Now, it's not over. Jesus is just getting started. So, Jesus, we want the day to be over. Would you just send these crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves? But Jesus said, and this is where we listen, they need not go away. You. And I would argue that if you call yourself a Christ follower, that you is pointing the finger right at your chest. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, all we got to sack lunch, Jesus. We only have five loaves here and two fish. And he said, bring what you got. Bring them here to me. I mean, just imagine that, right? Like we give Jesus what we got, bring them to me. It's good stuff. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass and taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, said a blessing. Then he broke the loaves Here we go. Gave them to the disciples. Disciples obeyed. The disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were, what's the last word? Let's pray. Lord, it's our desire this morning that we would be satisfied. God had said that all ate and were satisfied. That's you, Jesus, ate. That's the disciples ate. And you met the real needs of people, God, by feeding them pray that you would let your Holy Spirit work this morning, God, as I trust that you already are. In Jesus' name, amen. Grab a seat. Listen, obey, see God move. Uh, Before we get started, I want to give a little context as to where this verse finds us. So if we can throw up the first picture of the Sea of Galilee. Um, uh, This is a picture of the city of Phoenix. That's not the Sea of Galilee, okay? Okay. Um, but I just wanted to give you an idea of the size of, of the Sea of Galilee, just so you can understand. A lot of Jesus' ministry happens around the Sea of Galilee. So it's essentially from the 51, which my finger is over here, to the 17 over here, and all on the 101 down to about Camelback. So where you get off to go to GCU, that's a large, that's a large sea, okay? Now, Jesus is a popular dude. And so, so I want you to imagine, like, like, how far would you guys walk in 110 degree weather <laughs> to go see, to go hear Jesus preach. Okay, but that's what it said they did. So Jesus just lost his best friend, John. I won't go into that, but he's probably mourning. He goes away. I'm going to go alone and I'm going to get away and meet with God. I'm going to listen. It's basically what Jesus is modeling there. And then it says he came. This is a little context, right? In verse 13. Um, now, when Jesus heard this, John He withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. When the crowds heard it, the crowds like the Jesus freaks, the ones with the like tour of Nazareth shirt and the like, you know, Jesus is my homeboy. My boss is a Jewish carpenter. Um, All those, all those awkward bumper stickers. Uh, They were walking along the side and and gathering. And I want to just say this because this was really surprising to me. I was reading uh, a guy that I like, uh, John MacArthur. And he said this uh, about this next verse. He says, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them. Like what I was praying 
that Jesus has compassion and they healed their sick. And then we get into our verse. But John MacArthur said this, and I thought it was interesting. Jesus saw a great multitude whose men alone numbered 5,000 aside from women and children, which we find out in verse 21. Because women seemed especially drawn to Jesus, it is likely that many of them came together in groups with their fathers or brothers, in addition to those who came with their husbands and children. Children were considered a great blessing from the Lord, and in those days, most families were large. It is therefore not unreasonable to estimate that the total crowd exceeded 25,000 people. Uh, just to give you a, an estimate, that'd be like 10 of these rooms. Okay, so we got about 200, 250 people in this room. So it's like 10 of these. Um, another thing, I want to show the next picture. This is a picture of our land. Uh, if you give 10 square feet to each people, it's about, about what you do here. Um, they're probably more crowded, but you could essentially fill up that entire area of our property, which you guys will see in a, in a little bit, with just people, packed people. And that's a lot of mouths to feed. And like I said, it's evening. I don't know how you all get, but I have to eat a lot. And so I get hangry, right? And you got to remember, like, Jesus pulled up, and he's been healing people from being sickness. He's meeting real needs all day long, Right? Okay, so what do you think going on with him? I don't know if you guys have been like serving or had people over for dinner and they're like, okay, can I, well, can I use your bathroom? Great. Oh, I flooded the toilet and okay, let me go plunge and I'm gonna meet real needs. Oh, okay, well, well, there's still food. Do you guys have any more food? Yeah, okay. And it's, it's this idea of people just, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. And that's how they come to Jesus, mostly trying to seek their own needs. And so, so like I said, People are hangry, and here, here's where we get the disciples coming up. Verse 15. Now when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away and go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Did any of you guys relate to the disciples there? You have people over for dinner. It's getting late. Like, dude, I got to get up in the morning and work. Let's send them away. Now, this is the middle of nowhere, right? So the disciples are, are, are struggling. And so I want to I just pause the story there and go into a little bit of listening to the voice of the Lord and what we're doing uh, when we listen. I'm going to argue that when we try to hear God's voice, there's only four voices that we can really hear. So we can hear ourselves. We can hear others or like social media, that kind of thing. We can hear the enemy. This would be Satan um, or, or the Lord. And those are kind of the four voices we can hear. So for those of you taking notes, first one, um, our voice. When we, listen, uh, when we listen to our voice, it's not the best thing. Proverbs 3, 5, it's one of my favorite passages of scriptures. It says this. I teach it to my kids with sign language, so I'm going to do this sign language. They'll probably do it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's a key phrase. We don't want to listen always to what's going on in our head because our feelings can make us err a lot. Second thing we, we tend to listen to is others' voice in the media. And I don't have to share with you how much trash there is out there and how many people don't listen to the Lord, right? 
like, but I would encourage you that we can listen to other people as long as they're following Jesus. And so if you see them listening, obeying, and seeing God move, if you see good fruit in their lives, it's good. We can ask for wise counsel. We can hear from wise counsel. And that's one way we hear from the Lord is, is through wise counsel. Uh, third, the enemy. Uh, this is something that we don't touch on a lot in, uh, in, in kind of American Christianity. We don't understand that we're actually at war, that, that Satan or the devil exists. He's a fallen angel. Um, that means that God created him, made him, and he decided that he wanted all the worship for himself. God saw this as absolutely atrocious, so he kicked him and a whole crew of other angels out of heaven. And, 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 and so now, now there's this war. He's mad. God's bigger than he is. He's trying to do his thing and, and get all of God's work messed up. And so we tend to sometimes hear from the voice of the enemy. Uh, James 4, 7 says this, as we're listening to God, it says, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. So some of you, when you're trying to hear from the Lord, what you hear, I want to get down where you live, okay? What you hear is condemnation. Some of you guys, maybe it's your first time in church in a long time. You're like, man, God is going to just work me over. I just got completely blitzed yesterday, and, and oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm in church. Or I swear like a sailor, or I've been sleeping around, or, or whatever it may be, and the first thing you hear is condemnation. Here's the good news for you, church. What did Jesus do? I can see the love in your eyes. First thing, the kindness of the Lord leads to repentance. He has compassion on you. That's why Jesus died. He knew you wouldn't be perfect. He knew you'd go out and screw it up. He knows you're going to screw it up. And that's what he died for. He died for what you did do, maybe not obeying what he has to say, and he died for you in the sins of omission, which is you're not doing what you should do. When somebody presents a real need that you know you should fill and you don't fill it, Jesus died for that too. And the final voice that we can hear is the sweet voice of the Lord. I had a friend of mine uh, share, and I asked, I asked her, I said, how do, you, how do you listen for the Lord? And she says, how do you listen for the birds? I said, well, probably got to turn down my radio a little bit. <laughs> I'm deaf anyways. Um, and then when I'm quiet, when we still ourselves, we can usually hear from the Lord. And, and the, the Lord, just so you know how he speaks, man, I want to just read this to you. I mean, this, ah, I love it. Gosh, the Bible is good, y'all. Okay. This is actually in the Bible. Man, Romans, Romans 8. What I was talking about, there's no condemnation. This is, I mean, it's like a power chapter of the Bible. You should read it and hear like chariots of fire music behind it. There's no condemnation. Okay. 
Let's go, let's go verses 14 and 16. Gosh, this is so sweet. I hope you guys hear this and let it just minister to your hearts. In fact, Lord, I just pray your Holy Spirit would do this. God, you say your word doesn't return void. I just pray right now. God, you let this word just get in. In Jesus' name. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For he did not receive the spirit of slavery, which is what Satan wants, and to fall back into fear. But you, church, put your name in there. But me have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father, And the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Lord, that's the voice that we want to hear as we listen. That compassionate voice that's asking us to to make a difference, to meet real needs, to listen, obey, and see you move. Let's catch back up. But Jesus said, they do not need to go away. This is verse 16. You give them something to eat. This is where I started my message and I want to keep going on there. There's some of you out there who say that meeting real needs is not valuable or it's boring. You want to be the guy like preaching or, or up, up in front of everybody and Jesus is like, you go give them something to eat. Like, would you help set up on Sunday morning? Would you, would you run security for us? Like, this, Tim, I hope you guys didn't miss this, but at the beginning of the message, Tim shared something that I hope you caught it, which was he saw signs like the fruit of people's service, a simple act, somebody set out a sign, however long that takes to unfold it, drive it there and put it down. He saw that. A few months later, comes to church. God starts working on his life. Like, I I wanna share with you, like Tim is pulling weight in our church. Like he's serving on the science team. He's going to school. He's... uh, I mean, I saw him personally digging a ditch with Kelsey, another one of our interns this morning, and I don't, or not this morning, but during this week, and it's been hot. I mean, sweating it out. But like, if we don't have the the pipe dug in, if the sign hadn't been there, then our grounds, our church grounds, the little grass that's outside and beautiful, wouldn't be green. And if it wasn't green, it would be a major distraction for what just happened, which is. Tommy and Elizabeth, a couple in our group who had just reconciled and got married last week, y'all. The first marriage in that property, like there was a proposal here last week. Okay, and then they show up and everything's excited. They got lights everywhere and the grass is dead. That's a bummer. So what does Tim do? Man, Kelsey, we're gonna meet real needs. Science team, we're a mobile church. People are like, are you going to be here next week? Because I don't know where y'all are at. Where are our neighborhood groups? Well, you know, they're all over. <laughs> they're spread out. Where do we go for our information booth? 
we don't have an information booth, man. We got like a thing in the lobby. And it's like, come and hang out with us. Our guest services team does a great job. But all of these things, these little things are meeting real needs so that people can hear the gospel, the good news that Jesus does in fact have compassion on you this morning, that he, he desires to save, that he's a good God. I say enough on that. Um, here's the thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually, before we go any further, I, this is the whole point of my message. It's pretty practical. Like I said, listen, obey, and see God move. Did you guys get a program as you walked in? If you would, just join me and rip that off. Make some sweet music. On the back of it, uh, it says gather, grow, go. Um, there's my decision today. And the one up from the bottom there, it says, I'm willing to help where needed. This is just a step of faith. So as we go forward in the scripture today, I just, I want, my, my prayer has been for you guys that you would just, in faith, mark that box and explore serving. Just see Jesus saying to you, not me, not Ian, not the pastors, not not anybody else like, oh my gosh, we're desperate. But here that Jesus is inviting you to be a part of a miracle. And each of you has unique skills and gifts that other people don't have. Maybe some of you are extremely empathetic. Like you walk into the room and everybody else is shaking hands and all that kind of stuff. And, and man, you notice the one person in the corner who's kind of huddled up and doesn't see it, and you just see that person. You are extremely empathetic, and you're like, I want to minister to that person. That's a real need, okay? Maybe that's you. Maybe, maybe some of you, like, your gift is with a socket set and a wrench, and you can, man, you can work on cars, y'all. Like, you're the green thumb. You're like Caesar does with dogs, like you do with cars, okay? And you can, you can help some of the single moms in our church uh, by changing their oil. That's a real need. You know, um, man, maybe, maybe some of you guys are, are like good with, with visual art and that kind of stuff. And you can get on the, the AV team or, or even as landscaping and help shape some trees, help trim some stuff. But when I'm saying like explore serving, it's not like we're going to try. Our goal is not to put you in a place that you're going to hate. Like our goal is to help you just meet real needs so that people meet Jesus. Okay, so let's keep, let's keep going. Verse 17. They said to him, we only have five loaves here and two fish. Um, this, this is what I was just being honest with myself uh, this, this week and asking the Lord kind of what, what might be going on with y'all and I feel like this is a common response. It may be phrased in another, another way. Oh, man, I'm just really busy at work. I only have, I only have a few minutes. Or, or um, man, you know, we've just been walking through some really rough times. Really, really rough. Like I just lost my friend. And I'm not saying this in a non-compassionate way, but I'm saying it in a like, Jesus can relate to you because his friend just died. And so he got away, 
says to a desolate place, recharged, and then he's back at it, meeting real needs, healing the sick, taking care of them. And these are just a few, I mean, like, they're, man, I'm not, I'm down where you live. Like, like I am in the audience with you. I hope you hear it. Like, this is, I'm not up here going, like, I have all these special gifts and you guys need to just do that. Like, there is so much in this room. Like, I guarantee there's probably 10 of you out there who could preach this message better than I could. But I'm just wanting to use what I have been given, my little sack lunch of skills so that the Lord can work his miracle. Like, I pray that somebody heard that today, that they're adopted by God, that they're a child of God. So again, listen, obey, see God move. We only have five loaves here and two fish, and he said, bring them here to me. I, I love this. Because in, in the Bible, it says that Jesus uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Like his ways are not our ways, right? For darkness is his light to him. Like he doesn't see the world the same way that we see it. So he's like, <laughs> of course, because the Lord's good. Let's, let's get a dude with speech impediment to come up and lead all of Israel. It's Moses, right? Speech impediment. What does he do? Bring what you got. Bring your speech impediment. I don't care. What does that prove? That Moses is a great man? Not at all. What did Moses do? He goes, the Lord's great. (laughs) You get it? Amen or something? Okay, okay, let me try it again. I'll give you another example. Jesus is on the road, right? He's coming into town. Little short dude. He's height challenged. <laughs> Climbs a tree. He's up in the tree. And he sees Jesus. Jesus comes to him and he's like, my people, my crew here needs a place to eat. I, I, got, I got a house, Jesus. You can come hang out with me. Jesus is like, that's what I'm talking about. Bring what you got. So, so let's not respond to Jesus like the disciples did. But let's hear Jesus say, they don't need to go away. You give them something to eat. And then Jesus says, bring, them, bring what you got. Bring them here to me. And this is the third part, right? We got listen. The second part's obey. Third one, see God move. Ooh, man, this gives me chills. 25,000 people. Like, y'all can't even comprehend that, right? Are you you with me? Like, I don't even know what 25,000 looks like. Like, I I was thankful for Tim. I was talking about Tim earlier, right? The one digging trenches. He's not not just a good-looking, strong dude. Who's single, by the way, all you ladies? Uh, he's smart also. And so he did some research and he said that you could fill essentially two US airways. So you guys been to a son's game? It's like essentially 
two of those. Um, it's a lot of people. And like I said, they're hangry and it's late. So then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing. I want us to just get there. Here's, close your eyes for a minute. There's a lake to your left. You're feeling this, this kind of this breeze blowing off the lake. It's, it's the evening. It's the cool of the evening. You're hearing babies cry. In the background, you've got a hunger in your stomach, and all you know is that you just came to hear this guy, Jesus, who's healing people. You just witnessed him heal people. But man, the practical needs of, man, I'm just hungry and I don't want to leave, but I'm right here. And then you look up and you see this man who doesn't have anything about his personal appearance that makes him attractive or anything. He's, he's just a normal guy. And yet the fullness of God is dwelling in him. And he lifts the bread to the heavens and he says a blessing. I just picture, I don't know what he said, but it'd be probably safe to say, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth that is, is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And he's breaking it as he's, as he's praying, right? Okay, and then what does he do? This is you, church. This is you. Jesus hands the loaves to you. These simple responsibilities, signs, running AV, mowing the lawn, blowing leaves, digging a trench, doing some sermon research, doing some uh, computer programming, doing some other things. He hands the loaves to you and he says, I want you to be a part of my miracle. You right there. I'm going to call you out. I don't even know you. But what if Jesus would use you to literally change thousands of people's lives? Like, could come and just go, I'm going to use you to change thousands of people's lives. And here's what it would be. Like, you're going to help see marriages healed. You're going to help restore families. Like, all these things. I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not this isn't like a, scary thing, but not just you. And he goes, he goes, Corey, I know what you've been through. I'm going to use your hurt. I'm going to use everything that you had, and you're going to give it to me. A lot, I mean, you've been through a lot. I'm going to use it all for my glory, and I'm going to, I'm going to heal people who are in the foster care process, through the adoption process. I'm going to use you. And this is just in this row Just real needs, real needs. Listen, obey, see God move. We brought him what we got. Then he broke the loaves. He gave them to the disciples, like I pointed out. And the disciples gave them to the crowd. And what does it say, church? What's the last verse? What is it? And they all ate and were satisfied. So often one of the things that gets in our way when we think about meeting real needs is what about my needs? 
I mean, am I the only one? Or is it like when you hear that, I'm like, this is it, right? Like, what about my needs? I need to make money. I don't, if I do this, I won't have time. If I, it's like, man, we do it as unto the Lord because we trust him that his ways are not our ways <laughs> and that he can multiply because that's what he does. Like there's a few guys in our church who are like, man, I got a pickup truck. I know how to drive a pickup truck. I want to pull a trailer. Well, if the trailer didn't show up today, the stage that I'm standing on wouldn't be here. This wouldn't be here. The projector wouldn't be here. Reflexes like a cat. I hope I hope you hear it from me today. This would be this would be my thing, and I could I could uh, I could beat Ryan in how many of these I got back. And I'm competitive, so if you do it for no other reason but that, be good. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hear Jesus saying it this morning. I'm passing you. I'm passing it to you. You be a part of my miracle. You help meet real needs. And I tell you this. If you listen, not to the voice of yourself, or, 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 or maybe godly counsel, not to the enemy, but you listen to God, and you hear God saying, I want you to meet real needs, and you respond to that, I promise you, you'll see God move. God, I'm just sitting here and I'm, I'm looking out at your faces. I really am. I mean, there, there are people in this room who brought people into their home and call, you know, like who, who love people who are hurting. Like it's, it, it's, you guys are already doing it. I'm just encouraging those of you who aren't to join in because the water's warm and it's fun. And, and what does it do? It doesn't leave you empty. And all ate and were satisfied. God's word is true. I'm going to invite the band up. Now, uh, if that's you this morning, and you're not hearing this from me, but you're hearing it from the Holy Spirit, you're, you're hearing it and you're saying, man, I really, I don't know what skills I have. That's great. We'll explore them with you. I don't know what resources I have. And we're like, man, do you have time? Do you have any talents? Do you have any treasure? Like, use them. Bring what you got. And God can use it. So if you would, would you, uh, right now in this time, just say, mark down, I'm willing to help where needed. And be a part I say this because I want you, church, to be full of joy. I want you to have the same satisfaction that Tim has when he showed up to that wedding and Kelsey had to that wedding when they saw the grass was green and they knew, man, I buried that one pipe. I want you to have the same satisfaction that you get when, when, when on our science team we send out the text that says, hey, today in church somebody gave their life to Jesus and we asked how they heard about our church and they said I saw a sign 
How rich is that? Like, I don't want you to miss out on that. They're like Wes and Nancy, man. They, they, they heard us ask. They said, man, we just need a hoax home. We need somebody who can lead a neighborhood group. And there is life happening there. My parents are in that group and they love it. They tell me every week how much they're having a great time. I don't want them, like I know that there's more people in this audience today who could meet a real need like that and experience that joy. So if that's you today, just check on there. And as the ushers come forward to receive offering, just mark on there, I'm willing to help where needed. And do it as unto the Lord. When you're marking that, when you put it in the offering basket, maybe even pray. Here's my little sack lunch, Lord. Mm. Let me let me pray. Mm. Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful for the work that you are doing in this service, God, that you gave me the privilege to get to speak to these world changers who are out in this audience right now. Thank you for your compassion, Lord, and it's your compassion that moves us, God. It's your kindness, Lord, that leads us to repentance. I just pray over this room right now, Lord, that that they would listen, obey, and see you move. This isn't a promise that I'm making, Lord. It's a promise that you're making that we get to be a part of your miracle, Lord, of seeing lives saved, of you bringing the lost back, you saving people, healing marriages, healing relationships, Lord, even healing the sick and diseased, Lord. It's your work that you do, God, because you're good. I give you praise, Jesus, not because of my strength and my gifts, because of your strength and your goodness, Lord. I pray, God, as the offering goes around, that, you're, that we would be more aware of your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. We're going to do uh, offering and communion now. This is just a time offering this is this is it this is what i was talking about this is listen obey see god moves just meeting real needs to make this church happen you guys have met real needs by helping us pay rent in this place so that people meet jesus like that's a really rich thing that y'all get to be a part of so i'm thankful for that and after offering goes around we're going to move into a time of communion And communion is a time where we celebrate that Jesus met real needs. He just met real needs. And and there's so much richness in, in bread, and I don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but basically it's this. That on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread, which was a symbol of his body, and he goes, this is my body, broken for you. Eat it and remember it to me. And in the same way, he took the cup, which was the wine, He says, this is my blood poured out for you, a new covenant. So he makes a promise there. Covenant's a promise. Covenants in the Bible take blood, take sacrifice. Anything worth doing in life takes sacrifice.
So we just want to remember you, Lord, in this place. Just invite your Holy Spirit here. God, that we become more aware of your presence. That we would listen to your words and your voice. We just want to be still now. Lord, as the band takes time to play, God, just to still our hearts, to hear from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give online today at northvalleychurch.org.